Hello and welcome to this new life program coming to you from Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mangi. Today, Brother Ian Musi will be talking about the price of the cross during the Bible segment. Before that, we'll be having Lydia Cheng talk about bad breath. We'll also have great tunes that will be coming your way. To start off, here's gracious singers with the song, Marching to Zion. I'm glad that you're still keeping me company. Here's today's health segment by Fred Bill Otieno. Karibu. Hello, listener, and welcome to today's health segment for the good of one's healthy life. 
In today's edition, we are going to talk about bad breath, focusing on its causes and some possible remedies for the same. To bring you this program, right here on Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope, is your presenter, Fred Billy Ocheno. You may have realized that some people always find it difficult to be at ease while in a close contact conversation. This is not because they value their privacy so much, but due to the fear of their foul and disturbing breath that is bound to inconvenience others. Such a situation, listener, is quite perturbing and disappointing to, to the victim. This is caused by a number of factors that facilitate the breath, leaving many at their dismay. There is quite a number of various species of bacteria which inhabit the human mouth. These are among the causes of bad breath, often in the form of morning breath. When this occurs, it's likely that the bacteria may have found a conducive environment such as a substrate for their multiplication. Equally important, some people have been seen having a nice moment chewing raw onions. Have a fun one may be having, it has been observed some aromatic foods such as garlic and onions enhance bad breath. And much obvious listener, foul breath also comes from gum infections accompanied by bleeding. It has also been realized that some other effects like stress and muscles are among the causes of bad breath. More so, it has been established that prolonged silence and even some hormones also contribute to the condition. However, one can breathe easy and beat the bad breath by practicing tips aimed at enabling you to contain the situation. Cleaning of the mouth is the most obvious way of maintaining the mouth fresh. For many, it may be yet to be realized that most of the foul breath come from the surface of the tongue. With this listener, one needs not only to concentrate on cleaning the teeth, but also the tongue, which equally deserves hygiene. While brushing the teeth, therefore, it is advisable to gently brush the tongue. This aids a lot in removing of food particles that may have been trapped after the meal and thus causing the odor. Alternatively, in the absence of a brush, it is recommended that a piece of clean cloth or handkerchief can be improvised. This actually helps in wiping the surface of the tongue, hence keeping it clean. Perhaps, listener, you are a, a one silent person with usually less to say and thus causing the order. When undergoing such a situation, there's nothing here to worry, especially having tuned in at this moment. What you need to do hence is to eat an orange. This may sound comical or rather amusing, and of course it is. For one's information, citrus fruits, among them oranges and other foods containing citric acid, stimulates the saliva, thus refreshing the breath. Likewise, the acid also helps to suppress the activity of the odor-causing bacteria. Earlier in the program, I did point out that bacteria are among the major causes of bad breath. It is also therefore that one is thinking of how to get rid of such microorganisms. Well, changing of the mouth's acidic and alkalinity level has been found to be effective in such a situation. This calls for the use of a baking soda solution, 
we change the moth's pH and thus inhibiting the breeding of the bacteria. When you take breakfast regularly, it is most likely that you're bound to experience a difference in the scent of breath on the day you skip it. Breakfast, just as simple as it sounds, is quite necessary for fresh breath since it warms the mouth. And occasionally, the foods and drinks that you do consume can cause some bad breath. When in such a situation, it is vital for one to remember having a glass of drinking water after meal helps. Water helps in neutralizing the smell of food and also washing away of its particles to leave the mouth fresh. Listener, one should not feel intimidated over things that can be kept under his or her control, inclusive of personal hygiene and diet. Get it right that observance of the tips I have just highlighted to you will be of much help if properly effected. However, if the foul breath persist despite all your efforts, then it may be a symptom of a dental or medical condition. And this calls for an examination by a dentist or a doctor to save the situation while it is still early enough. And with that, listener, we've come to the end of today's health slot. Having taken a look at bad breath, a remedy to it, I'm not comfortable that a victim of the condition can of course breathe easy and beat the bad breath. Until next time when we meet again for another edition, right here on Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope for all people, I have been your presenter, Fred Billy Ocheno. Till then, goodbye and may God bless you. For those who just joined us, this is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mahangi. Do not forget to send us the views, comments, or questions about the program by writing to the producer, Adventist World Radio, PO Box 42276-00100, Nairobi, Kenya. You can also email us at awnairobi at ek.adventist.org. Like I promised, here's a song, Marvelous Grace by Gracious Singers.
Time to get a spiritual nourishment from Brother Ian Mose. Welcome. I greet you, dear listener, in the name of Jesus Christ, and welcome to our study today. Feel at home. The topic of our study is Prize of the Cross. I am your presenter, Ian Musa. The price of redemption had been paid. Was it too high for multiplied millions? It was an empty investment, a wasted sacrifice. They would likely esteem the entire transaction and reject it out of hand. But what about you? Now that you see a little clearer what it cost, do you find yourself responding to the investment he made in your salvation? So far you have focused upon the enormous scope of the atonement, how it provided for every man, woman, and child who has ever lived. This emphasis should not obscure the terribly personal aspect of what he did. The quality of that love which brought Jesus to his death on the cross was such that he would have made the same sacrifice for even one soul. I need to remind myself every day, that God not only so loved the world, but he so loved me that he gave his son. The genius of the entire plan of salvation revolved around the application of his death to individuals. Christ's love for people is repeatedly dramatized in the Bible. We see it in his time-consuming, one-person interviews. Some of his most significant spiritual discourses were delivered to single individuals. We see it also in the dangerous voyage he made across the sea to deliver the Gadarene demoniac. It occupied fully two days of his precious time to cross that stormy water and return. Only one man was directly contacted during the unpleasant excursion, but that man later turned the whole countryside toward the Savior. We must watch Jesus relate to Nicodemus, the leper, the harlot, and the spiced tax accessor before we can understand the value of a single soul. He took time with people regardless of their position or possessions. The woman of Samaria was just another shameless community character. When Christ took the opportunity to engage her in a conversation that turned her life upside down, undoubtedly, Jesus looked at each other person as a candidate for eternal life. How else can you explain his association with Simon, Zacchaeus, and Mary Magdalene? He saw in every soul the glorious potential of reflecting his own holy character for both time and eternity. He saw there the reason for his incarnation. Each soul was the one he had come to redeem. Those were the faces which came into his mind as he hung on the cross, strengthening him to drain the cup of his suffering. One of the most astounding statements in the Bible about the atonement is found in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. 
looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. How could that terrible experience on the cross have any joy connected with it? We are assured that some joyful motive guarded him for the shame and humiliation of the crucifixion. What was the joy that was set before him? Here lies the secret of his self-abnegation. He did it in the strength of the anticipated joy of opening wide the gates of paradise to welcome us into his never-ending kingdom. It was love for us and the desire to be with us for eternity which led him to endure the endurable. Here is a positive assurance that he was thinking of you and me as he bore the wrenching cruelties of the cross. Is one soul worth such an infinite prize? In the light of eternity, the answer is yes. Consider the amazing fact that one redeemed soul will outlive all the combined years of earth's total population. Eventually, in eternity, the life of that one person will outstrip by a million times all the lifespans of all the inhabitants of this world put together. In this sense, one saved person represents more life, more accomplishment, and greater fulfillment than all the lost people combined. Jesus must have recognized that truth every time he looked into the face of a man, woman, or child. In even the most degraded human being, he saw a life that could memorialize his love for longer than time had been computed. With these glimpses into the real cost of Calvary, how could anyone lightly esteem his mission to planet Earth? You can be that soul who will bear an everlasting witness to the love and grace of our Savior. Never so much been provided for solid, by a single step of faith, we may exchange the deadly birthrights of the first Adam for the unsearchable riches of the second Adam. In a moment of surrender and acceptance, we begin to share the life he deserved because he was willing to bear the guilt, condemnation, and death we deserved. What an exchange! It will be the exaltless theme of our study for all eternity. And as ages roll by, we will continue to get new, thrilling insights into the nature of his atoning love and sacrifice. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? Hebrews chapter 2 verse 3. So great, so very great. There is no answer to the question because there is no escape. Accept that salvation now that costs so much to provide. Don't neglect it another moment. Are you one who has been postponing the day of decision, that unreserved surrender of your will? Please let me address you for a moment. There is a small chance that you may be right and that you will have another opportunity. But it is only a chance. There is another chance that you are dead wrong. You are gambling over the salvation of your soul. You are playing a deadly game of Russian roulette over eternal life. Every day that passes, the stakes go higher and higher, and your chances of winning become less and less. The cards are stacked against you. Why gamble that you will have another chance in the future? You don't have to gamble. You have a chance right now. Listener, the door of the ark is still open, and it's only a step inside. Why not settle the uncertainty this very moment? Surrender your will and say yes to the loving Savior who longs to give you his peace and assurance. Then you shall find peace in your soul forever and ever. Amen. I was your presenter, Ian Muse. Do have a blessed time.
hope that you've been blessed just like I was. Unfortunately, I've come to the end of our show for today. Feel free to give your views, comments, or questions about the program by writing to the producer, Adventist All Radio, PO Box 42276-00-100-Nairobi-Kenya-or-email-us-through-awr-nairobi-at-ek.adventist.org. Have a blessed and a fruitful day as you continue to listen to other shows. Be sure to join us tomorrow. I've been a presenter, host and friend, Samuel Mahangi.